Greetings, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Moving Spotlight Podcast. I am John Ruby, your host. I'm here with Corbin Coyle. I love when you switch it up in the intro. That's right? So nice. I said greetings. Everyone's like, what? Everyone's you so guys startled. Else? Yeah, our regular listeners, all three of them. Um, Corbin, fun topic today. Fun, 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 fun topic. I think mm. you got to dig deep into yourself. What is a bad habit you have? That you want to share yeah i mean i'm sure there's some you don't want to share but what's a bad yeah. habit that you want to share <laughs> what's a bad habit you don't want to share <laughs> exactly oh, that was like um, I hmm. a bad habit i used to have i'm usually pretty good with habits but uh so, as you know i'm a big big nerd so i've done a bunch of board i have a bunch of board games i'm like i was constantly looking for them and always wanting the best one and then i slowly started to realize I don't know if you have this scenario with like movies where you're like, hey, do you guys want to watch a movie? And like none of your, it's like crickets and none of your friends really want to do it. I was starting to get mm. that with board games, but I, my purchasing mm. was still happening. So I had like 70, 80. <laughs> I was just like, I need to stop because nobody's playing with me. <laughs> so I need to find a way to kick it. Uh, I still have a bit of a problem when I go into like a board game store and like I, I'm like, I got to get one. <laughs> you know, so I kind of, I need to stay away. Um, so yes. that was probably, it. that was a habit. That's what comes to mind right away because I'm usually pretty good at like, um, like doing things like either like habitually to get rid of stuff if like if I want to mm-hmm. have a cleaner room or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's what comes to mind. What about you? Are you 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 feel like you're pretty you're pretty on top of your habits too? Not my meth habit. No, um, <laughs> habit wise, let's see. I had to go there. I had to go there. No, I think you know it's funny you talk about that ha- that that like idea of kind of like more. And one time, mm. my, my wife was like, "Yeah, Jen, you're like a more guy." I'm like, "What does that mean?" She's like, "Well, you like this, and then you I always agree. want more." And I'm like, "So true." And then my son has that too, so I see it. I'm like, "Oh, he's oh, got really? it too." Yes, he hundred percent does. And so. Um, it made me think of when you were talking about the board games that like I one is I love I love books I always love, love books and I'm a big fan of the library I know you can order everything on Amazon but I love going to the library and I'll just walk the aisles and I'll come home with like 13 books like just a huge stack and and and, and like, my wife's like you're not gonna read all you're barely gonna read one I'm like I know but I get so excited and she's like you're learning about gardening I'm like no that just look cool tight like whatever it is and so I get all these books and then I like return them all and I've barely read any of one of them you know what I mean and so I think it's a bad habit to get, get all those books even though it doesn't cost me anything but i'll also say with that idea of more is when i go to the grocery store which i love doing i will have that list of like five things and then i'll wander aisles and i'll be like oh this is new of like a pumpkin spice pop tart i think we got to try this you know what i mean <laughs> and it goes in the cart and i get to the you know, checkout and i've got like 10 extra things you know and i came for five um i know that happens to people at target but it happens to me at the grocery store so I think the um, more itis, uh, yeah, yeah. I've got it in different different phases than you do, Corbin. But um, it's definitely there. Yeah, you sure. and I go through life very differently. <laughs> <laughs> it actually seems more fun your way, to be honest. <laughs> well, what's funny is I will try things that I don't know. And my wife is much more like she's like, I know I like this thing. I'll order this thing, That's and me. I'm gonna like, yeah. I'm gonna try this thing, right? This new thing, and then. I don't know what the percentage is. I should figure it out. But like sometimes it like hits a home run. And then other times I'm like, this is garbage. Like I should have just gotten the thing that they're, you know what I mean? So uh, it sometimes pays off and sometimes it, um, it doesn't. So yeah, it's, it's interesting, uh, interesting way to, to live. So, uh, well, awesome. I love it. What a fun, 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 fun topic. Um, I want to get to our guest who I'm super excited uh, that she's here. She's someone yeah. I've known for a long, long time. I want to welcome to the show actor, writer, and producer Stephanie Little. Hi, Stephanie. Yay! Hello, hello. Hello. Hey. Can, I, can I applaud for myself? <laughs> yes, of course you yes. can. We have to. Someone has yeah, to. Someone. Come right? on, we all have Come to on. as artists. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Stephanie, any, any bad habits that were popping in your brain? 
Ooh, golly. Um, yeah, saying golly. <laughs> <laughs> All the time. <laughs> I, 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 when I was watching Downton Abbey, I was like, I'm, I'm amazed how those actors have really taken on that that language, that like, you mm -hmm. know, golly. And they just, they own it. Yep. And I was like, could I do that? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. and I started practicing it. And mm -hmm. I say it now, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do that and, too. Yeah, I get like yeah. stuck. I, as soon as I start thinking of a, if I'm like, oh, maybe I should say that word. Or if, even if I think I shouldn't say that word, I start to say it more <laughs> often. <laughs> yes, yes, but these definitely. are all very clean, you yeah. know, vices, I guess. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're, it's like, these are PG vices. <laughs> the R-rated shows later. So. Yeah, I was like wondering, I'm like, because we've got lots of those. Yes, <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. When you said that, it, it it reminded me of when my um my Wisconsin is showing Stephanie because I'll be like oh oh geez you know oh geez is a big one oh geez you know oh, and gosh. I'm just like yeah oh gosh or oh geez like oh, those two gosh. oh gosh yeah so I think the the golly is at least a little more um elevated I think well I think it's funny because living in New York I, I I can go to the extreme too I can mm. go to the from the oh gollies to the oh to the oh you know the f's yeah. quite quite <laughs> easily and they're Yorker. like. Wait a second. Are you a this or are yeah. you? A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, speaking of that, Stephanie, I'm curious. Um, you lived in LA for a while and then New York for a while. What kind of caused the 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 move? Uh, yes, 20 years in LA and then yep. now 15 years in New York. And yeah. I I just I I wanted a change of scenery mm -hmm. and um a, a very expensive change of scenery, <laughs> but. I mean, just kind of personal things um, in L.A., you know, I was like, you know, I need to just switch it up. Mm -hmm. I was actually here. This is very like a little funny, quick anecdote. I was here casting a commercial in New York for a casting director. So so she flew me back and forth to L.A. from New York, uh, back, you know, from L.A. to New York. And I wound up meeting and dating like, the camera guy. <laughs> OK, <laughs> yep, yep. As everyone and, does. <laughs> that's right. Like you do, like whatever. And As you was, should. Camera guys are yeah, hot. Yeah, that's yeah. what I used to do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. directors are the DP, hot ones. They can get the right angle for your <laughs> oh, photos. It's amazing. God, lift my camera, baby. And I, <laughs> and I, 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 you know, but anyway, so we started dating. And I remember there was kind of a thing. Like I had a little flirtation also, not only with the camera operator, camera operator but a steady cam operator mm. but the camera op passed me a note like during the shoot <laughs> i was like mm. you know set <laughs> and stuff like that so it yes. was very smooth but yes. um so i was here you know between 2007 with casting um mm -hmm. because it was a big campaign and mm -hmm. and then i thought you know i love the energy here i need to switch things up and i find it an incredibly inspiring city mm. And I'm very inspired here. That's awesome. Stephanie, that wasn't when we worked on with Mimi Webb Miller at all, was it? Yes, the, it the was. Truth, was it the truth campaign yes, stuff that we did? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I, I was out there. I was out there a couple times with oh, Willie and Jameson. Yeah, yes. Play, yes, I was out. I came out for like once. I was just telling Corbin about that when they had the little baby monitor things. If people remember those, the 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 truth campaigns, they had a little baby thing. I don't know if you, yeah, but I remember going out there to get people to sign signatures and. That's awesome. Make, well, make some money if they want to be have their reaction used. Yeah. Yes. And I, you know, yes, a lot of people, we made a lot of people's days because, yes. you know, and tr the truth campaign in case everybody, it was an anti-smoking yep. campaign. And I mean, I, what I remember is um, shooting in front of the Philip Morris building and they mm -hmm. lined up all the chemicals, like on a table of how many chemicals are now in, in cigarettes. And I, yeah. I was like, oh God, I'm going to put that cigarette down. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it worked. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> was, yeah. So, but yeah, and I, I so I've been I've been officially in New York since 2008. I lived uh, in a storefront when I first moved here in in Nolita, across the street from some mob guys. So it was a very safe mm -hmm. street for me. Yeah. Wow. And wow. yeah, so it's not been dull. <laughs> it hasn't at all. Stephanie, I want to jump um, right into, I knew you were, you were doing act, acting stuff, like I said, but kind of creating your own content. I know, you know, as we looked at kind of your, 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 your history with acting and projects, you've been like a self-starter. How did that kind of start? And, and, you know, what kind of a bigger question, how, what advice would you give for other actors out there as far as, you know, kind of being their own gatekeeper, things like that? I mean, it's, it's, I mean, everybody says it and, you know, we, yes, we were doing this. I was doing this 20 years ago. Um, you know, because if, if how can you expect other people to take a chance on you if you don't take a chance on yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So I was friends, um, still am dear friends with this uh, wonderful uh, woman and young, we were young, young up and coming actresses. And she was in a theater company, Meisner Theater Company, and nobody was coming to see their plays. So they said, hey, we want to shoot something. We don't have a blonde. There's a few of us. And we're thinking about um, starting this film co-op. And so there was 10 of us and we each took turns. Somebody would write a script. Somebody mm. would um, produce it. I put it in air quotes because, oh, you know, oh, golly, it was I don't know <laughs> if that was an actual film or not. But but we were dues paying. So we each put fifty dollars into a pot. There was 10 of us. After three months, we had fifteen hundred bucks to shoot a short film. Oh, wow. Wow. Smart. And after eight of oh, eight years uh, we had about 16, 17 short films. Wow, that's great. Yeah. Fifteen are like kind of unwatchable, but like, but <laughs> no. but you consistent. You yeah. stuck with the consistency, which I think is always so important. Versus totally, you know, Stephanie, because I always tell people if you're in a group like that, and 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 Corbin knows this, and you're gonna do, we're gonna do eight projects a year. It's like be in that first one because you might only do one, <laughs> right? So like, that's impressive that you guys did a bunch. I love. We that. did, right. we did, and yeah. you know, it, the, obviously, the longer we were doing it, we started getting into film festivals. But mm. this was in an in, in a in an era where there weren't a ton of um festivals for uh, like web series i think the only because we started doing short films and then we were doing a web series and yeah but we took turns in the roles in production roles and then after our fifth short film i think it was my short film that when i say my it we would you know like i said take turns writing and directing and producing and craft service. And, but I said, if I put a couple of dollars in of my own money to hire like a proper DP, mm -hmm. you know, and the group was like, sure, whatever you want to do. And we hired a DP, a, an up and coming young student, a filmmaker named Brandon Trost. And he's a huge DP now, cinematographer. Mm -hmm. And he, and it was really cool working with him, but then we hired a sound person. And mm -hmm. so, um, you know, yeah, we were very consistent about it and things started to get a little, when I say messy, we ended things amicably, but, you know, we had shot 16 short films. The next step would be a feature, but it gets kind of gray, come into this murky water with, IP owning the IP. Sure. Mm, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And and then a lot of people figured out also like hey, I don't think I want to act. I actually want to produce mm. more or I want to direct more mm. or just or only write or you know. And so 
everybody was able to figure that out. And that's how I started writing my own projects. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. How, how Stephanie, you, what, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. I was just going to wonder, like, how do you, because I'm interested in this sort of world as well. Like, uh, I was thinking about this a lot recently, making like some sort of collective and a group of people to like kind of do their do the thing that they want to do. And either A, like you said, figure out they don't want to do it anymore or start getting those credits. Um, how do you find a group of people like that like because it because i my worry is that um it either all relies on one person to be like the head of the company mm-hmm. or everybody kind of like just backs out last minute or they get another job that actually pays like how do you kind of manage that and make sure we were very lucky they you know they were in this acting class together and then you know i was just invited in mm. and but you're right I, I, a couple of people i know have tried to kind of duplicate this group we were called the annex film group mm. And it 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 doesn't work out very well, and I and I'm not trying to be negative mm-hmm. because I think it's a really great model for for creators and collaborators. But inevitably, somebody wants the 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 leading role more than to do the craft service. And if they're the craft service on someone's film, um, you know that you're right. They they can very much back out the night before, and it's. It, it it's very it can be very very tricky mm-hmm. but and we had that happen a couple of times or like in our first short film i think the actor who was the lead was like oh i'm good i got the lead and he dropped out after he was like i don't want to do anything else for anybody like i got my footage I did my thing. Oh, okay wow. you know interesting stephanie kind of as i think we were talking about off uh off mic first time i used that phrase oh <laughs> uh, we're talking off mic sounded good um yeah it sounded good i, like, I used I'll a take lot. it um about uh, trust and working with partners you trust. So it's mm-hmm. interesting that you found a group, you know, in a lot of ways that you could trust for eight years and then, you know, things things do happen. But that's really Im- impressive because I think finding partners, especially in a creative capacity that you can trust because their money can be an issue of you, you know, you need some money, but it's not all about the money and not everybody's getting paid, you know, so there's a lot of different factors versus like this is a job where everyone's getting a salary or something like that. You know, it's a difference, like you got to show up in a sense, that, you know, and so I think that's why our, that trust you're talking about, finding those people. Uh, is really important. It's huge. And I think right now, if I were to go into something like that, is to have very important, but sometimes awkward conversations with what you want out of, of like, if you're, even if you're just going to shoot one short film with somebody, mm-hmm. I think it's very important to have something in writing, mm-hmm. credits in writing, money in writing, who mm-hmm. owns it in case it, it advances to, you know, a, another level. Um, even down to who gets the film festival pass. Mm, Like, I I know this sounds so crazy pants, but, but you know, I've had a couple relationships go South Mm -hmm. past this group because, um, you know, who gets creative control. And it's so funny, Stephanie, because it's such a also balance where sometimes a project before it even starts if you get too in the weeds with certain things like people you're like why are we getting crazy about this already like we haven't even like made but it's also important to do like, you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. like it's we it's really i remember I, I i shot this like web series and then the lead guy did not like how he came off the other actors were really good he didn't like how he came up and then they just buried the whole project you know and he was one of three producers i think but it was so sad because you know what i mean it didn't he didn't think he shined in it which I get, but like, it was really sad for all the other actors and producers and deep, you know what I mean? And so it's, that stuff does happen, you know? 
Right. And it's, I mean, I have, I I could tell you 10 stories I'll spare you, but they're all nightmare scenarios. Yeah. And, and, and it's because people didn't have those conversations or paperwork ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I think we got our group, the annex film group got very, very lucky. Um, and you know, we weren't living kind of in like a, in, in a high stakes, environment with your own content at that point like you know none of our shorts went to sundance um you know but um you know these are these are important conversations to have with with even if you your best friend and you're like let's make a short film or let's do this if i came up with the idea but you wrote it like you know you you have you know you have to have that conversation you just do. Yeah. Stephanie, speaking of that, where, um, if, if like an actor wants to create a project, where do you like to come up with ideas? How do you, do you like to just brainstorm? Do you like to go for a walk? Like what, what inspires you? What helps, you know, get the I juices mean, flowing? Typically if I read something, um, I was, my last short film I shot in, in, um, in California, we sh- actually shot it off the coast of California. The story was inspired by an article I read in the New York times. And it was based off of um, found footage. A kid in Georgia had found a GoPro in the bottom of a, like in a riverbed. And on that GoPro footage was the accidental drowning of the previous owners, uh, previous owner. And I thought, wow, that is a, that's a premise. And what would you do? And in this case, in the in the article, it said this kid returned it to the parents of the of the victim. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you know, would I do that? So anyway, I wrote a short film um, called Terra Messenger of Death. I took it to a friend of mine who I, I also know in L.A. and he helped rewrite it. And we had that conversation. We both would get writer credit. Uh, and and we shot that short film. And it's and we actually uh, Margaret Show is in it. Mm-hmm. Um and so, you know, I get that kind of inspiration from, you know, stories. I think like Moral Dilemma, I um, I wrote a web series called Killing the Apologetic Girl a couple of years ago. And that's just basically from my own life because I, I used to say sorry all the time. And I'm like, <laughs> someone needs to kill me. I wrote, <laughs> I wrote a short, like a pilot actually uh, called The Small. And um, that was based off taking my walks in Central Park because there's so many of these memorial benches, there's a memorial plaque on almost every bench. And I thought, God, you know, I, Mm -hmm. if I could give people those five minutes to get with back with that person, Mm -hmm. you know, and I thought, Oh, how funny if it was like a medium, but Mm -hmm. in, in, because she can only do five minutes, she calls herself the small. Yeah. And so, and it's, um, you know, (laughs) so she sells five minutes to people in her apartment closet. And so it's very quirky. It's very Woody Allen-esque. So, you know, that was just from, you know, walk. So all the above. You know what I like about those, Stephanie, I was just thinking about is sometimes I feel, I find myself even when I'm like creating a project is I want to tell like every story. I want it to be dramatic and funny. <laughs> and, and you know what I mean? Like I want every, I, I want the kitchen sink in there. You know what I mean? Like I want that. And with what you're saying, I think what like all those stories sound really fascinating to me and really unique and interesting, but they're also like, very specific which is cool and 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 not a big world i mean it can explain a big world but i really like that you're kind of starting with that 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 small kernel in a sense and then seeing how it grows well it's interesting because i've looked back at my like 
body of work, I guess. My catalog. Um, and there's, it's mm -hmm. themes of loss. It's a, it's a lot of themes of loss. Like even with Killing the Apologetic Girl, it was, you know, kind of the loss of this side of oneself that does, you know, isn't serving her. And that was, it was supposed to be a comedy. And, you know, um, I, I, I sold a, um, a project to Funny or Die a couple of years ago and we shot that. And that was sort of started centered around the loss of a dream. And mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, I went as broad as funny or die, but it was like, you know, it was supposed to be a short basketball coach that couldn't make it in the dub in the WNBA. And so she becomes a coach and, but she's terrible. Of course, it's kind of, you know, trope we all see, but, yeah. but yeah, there's a lot of loss in, in my projects mm -hmm. for better or worse, yeah. <laughs> but I, I want to do fun, funny stuff. <laughs> <laughs> funny I'm <loss>. so funny, <laughs> funny loss, funny death, you know, do you find but, that it's, it's different depending on the, uh, I guess type of project being like if it's like a short feature web series, like if, how do you, how you prep or how you go through the whole process, or do you just kind of like hunker down, get your idea on paper, and like what does that look like for you? I hunker down mm -hmm. and yeah, I kind of go like all calms down and start writing, mm -hmm. and I usually know where I'm headed, interesting, and an outline, and um, uh, I mean sometimes the story has other, you know, something will come to me usually in the middle of the night around 3 a.m. Hurrah. And, <laughs> um, but, but I, I'm been, I've been working on a, my rom-com us UK crossover rom-com and which also deals with the loss of a partner. Like, I mean, like, um, emotional loss, like he breaks out with her mm -hmm. and she's just still kind of, um, not been able to let go. Mm. And, and, so I've been working on that for a very, very long time. And it was accepted to a, a the film London's production film market last year. And so we got some really great notes or I got some great notes from some um, a studio and so I had to reshape it, completely reshape it. Um, mm. But it was a great note. So <laughs> the big yeah. note. So yeah, it just depends. I'll do readings. I have readings, I you know, and I'll have to reshape stories that way, like everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's interesting when you get notes on on scripts, Stephanie. I'm sure you've gone through this, and I've been part of readings where writers want notes, and I've written stuff myself. And sometimes writers are like, "Yeah, just give us the notes," and then afterwards, and then you give them notes, and they defend everything. <laughs> like, well, I guess they're not, you know, which which is human, you know, they want to defend it. And then some writers, you know, take it in. And and I heard a great thing, which I which I really liked. Uh, I don't think I've mentioned it before, but I really like this idea of. Um, when someone gives you a note and maybe it comes up a couple times of like, you know, we don't quite understand this. Like, that's a good thing as a writer to be like, okay, like three people have said, uh, so take that, take that advice. But then when the person says, this is how you can fix it, unless they're like really good, don't take that part, which I thought was interesting. Like fix it yourself, but take the note of what the problem, which I thought was like kind of insightful because I've heard that a lot where someone's like, well, here's the problem and this is how you can fix it. And I think sometimes there's a dissonance there versus like, this is a problem which the writer should hear. And then maybe they figure it out themselves, you know, unless the person has the, the perfect solution. Isn't that interesting? It is, it is. And I, I often tell, people who are trying to create their own work, you know, have a reading of the material. And if you receive five different types of notes on, on something, that's just personal opinion. But if it's the same note, if you're getting the same note across mm -hmm. the board yeah. from those five different people, listen, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And then you got to figure your way out of that.
you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Stephanie, I want to transition a bit to uh, to acting. I know you spent some time acting, and I'm just curious mm-hmm. with your kind of journey in acting. Um, you know, I know obviously you took like classes in LA and stuff like that. Any classes that you took really stand out to you when you were doing it? Uh, and you know what you enjoyed about being in the acting world? Oh gosh, oh golly, oh golly, oh gosh. <laughs> um, love, you know, I love Groundlings, and I think. You know, I was there for several years in taking classes. Um, I then made it to like the, do the wow workshops mm-hmm. and which was great. And I, I think the tool of improv to have in any actor's, you know, belt, I, I, I think it's crucial because you never know, you never know, um, even for, you know, dramatic auditions, uh, when improv, they're going to ask you to do it. I, 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 I I I'm only gonna name drop once if that's okay. <laughs> drop them I did, all. I did. Drop I did bag. mention. I did mention Margaret Cho, but so yeah, sorry. I'm sorry right. about that. Oh, see, apologetic girl. <laughs> yeah. um, but a couple of years ago, maybe 2015, I auditioned for a Robert De Niro movie, mm-hmm. and I got called heard back. Of, heard, of him, very, heard of him? Yeah, he's a guy up and coming. He's from us, yeah. New yeah. York City, I think. Um, <laughs> called back. Another callback, test. Wow. Test with him. Mm. And, you know, the director was in the room. Um, he, you know, Mr. De Niro was in the room. Uh, you know, all the, the casting people. And they said improv. You got to improv with him. Oh, wow. And we improv It was about six minutes. Wow. That's oh, wow. a long time to improv. Yeah, wow. That is but a anyway, long time. And, you know, and I'm like, Like I was sweating afterwards. (laughs) So like, yeah, no. And, and, you know, obviously I I didn't get it, um, but we had a great time and it's like, oh, if you're in, if you're there doing that, like you're doing something right. And, um, but I think I, I, I I was prepared and I think that's just from, you know, doing so many years of Groundlings. Well, Stephanie, this, go ahead. I was going to say, what what was the, like, was it, was it specifically like a dramatic improv? Like, were you trying to get really into like the character or was it just like, here's a scenario, let's see how you play? It was, uh, it was related to the scene Mm -hmm. and, um, so there was this scenario and, and, um, it's funny because it was, it was a scene within a scene because I think he was a TV star at the time and it was to be his wife in the show. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, um, so I think there had to be a little, a little drama, but it, like, but it wasn't, it's a, um, it was a funny film it's supposed yeah. to be. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking one one of the one of the benefits, um, Stephanie, when you said that, especially like six minutes of improv, which is a which is a lot. I, I it just kind of came up in class, which is this idea that when you can improv like a character, a lot of times, hopefully, you're kind of thinking like the character, right? Mm-hmm. And so that gets you getting in the thoughts of that world, right? That's yes, and that's what that was. It was in the in the thought of the character. It was improving as the character. Yeah, and I think that's a really interesting with what you what you're talking about because I think there's parts of uh, excuse me, <clears throat> there's parts of improv that can be kind of jokey or witty or we can you know put a, putting a buttons on things which can be um, you know important in commercials and stuff, but the idea especially with like theatrical improv, you know that's where you know if you go in for like a curb your enthusiasm you 
there needs to be some sort of comedy in it, but you want the, the truth of it. And you also want to be thinking like that person where when that thing happens, how would you respond? How would this character respond? What are their thoughts, you know, which can, can, can carry a scene for six minutes versus mm -hmm. just like one minute of like one liners or 30 seconds of one liners, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or something that's really like one thing and then everything else just kind of doesn't work. You know? totally and and it, it it's actually if you can slip into that character and improv it's at, it was stuff was coming to me that i i'm like where's this coming from <laughs> and it was because you know be, being in the character of this you know fun fun person <laughs> yeah did you keep saying i can't believe i'm acting with robert de niro because that probably hurt your chances they, they like that's like that. what i would it's funny because i think that they they also bring you in to test you to see if you can be cool around him of course yeah and yeah. and the guy yeah. who was in there was a you know i it, it was coming down to two people per character who had scenes with with mr de niro yeah. and but the guy who went in before me for his part it, we heard everybody laughing in the room and you're like good good good, good. he's got it, he's got it and he walks right he rocks out and mr de niro was sitting right by the door like when you walk in he was right there and and he walks and he's walking out and you see him and people are like in the room, like kind of, you know, cheering him in like, all right, did good. And then he swings the door open, wide open. And he goes, and he freaks out and he goes, I'd love to tell you. And he shuts the door and we just go, oh God, he just blew it. Like, you're like, you gotta be cool too. You gotta be cool. You just yeah. be cool, you know? But yeah, yeah I didn't see him in the movie, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, Stephanie, going back to your, your casting days, I, I, I think about that when I used to run callbacks a lot of this idea of like not jumping into the, the metaphorically jumping into the director's lap. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. like giving, giving them their space, you know, having your confidence to kind of, you know what I'm saying? Of like, Hey, I'm here to do the work. I'm professional. Even if afterwards you're like, Oh my God, I, I want that gig. You know, it, it's a very similar thing of like, you can't, even if you're fan, fan you know, fanning the fan, right? Totally. There is that fine line. Like you want to be cool and, yep. Yep. and you know, that you do a great job, but you can't, yep. you'll, they'll smell it. And they're like, Oh no, that's so annoying. Yeah. So yeah. Steffi, just jumping to casting. I, f I feel like I remember when you were out here casting, like with Mimi and stuff, you were, you were in the office. I mean, I think you might have ran some sessions, but also in the office. So were you dealing with setting up um, like schedules and stuff like that? Like looking at headshots and, and dealing with agents and things? Oh, big time, big yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. What? Go ahead. No. And that was a fascinating process as well. And mm -hmm. to be, um, you know, on that, on that side of it and dealing with agents and, um, you know, Mimi was obviously the one who made the ultimate decisions and, you know, but, and, but yeah, to, to be on that side, but I really enjoyed being in the room with actors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was my favorite, but you were yeah. really good at that, John. Like John was. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I did it. I did it. I did it a lot. Do you remember Stephanie at like, like looking at headshots on the little, the little thumbnails, any, any advice or thoughts for actors like with headshots or reels or resumes like I, I try to tell actors all the time they they it's good to have a reel but they we rarely get to it a lot of times I've seen you know it's like the headshot's so important because it's headshot, like if, yeah. if they know you they know you but if not like that headshot's got to kind of fit the role and there's not always time to like check everything unless you're looking for like improv or something specific right do you feel like that yeah big time big time I, you know though I, I I do remember though you know going through yes the mini the thumbnails and if we saw things like, you know, uh, ground lanes or, um, 
what was the I think Improv Olympic and Acme. Yeah. That was a big the big other That's comedy right. school at yeah. um in LA at the time. And you know, then we we felt it gave us a little bit more confidence for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm sorry, but you I I feel like I could always tell. But then again, there is that fine line when you bring somebody in the room and you know, they've got tons of personality, but you don't want the wacky ones. Like, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes, you're like, yeah. oh, let me show you how funny I can be. And you're like, oh, God. Oh, my God. Just- it's it's funny because there was a big shift. I remember when The Office got really popular and that was like I had to tell it to everyone is like everything now because the office is big everything's being underplayed so like before that it was a little bigger stephanie and then when the office came out the 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 show then everyone was doing workplace that type of humor deadpan kind of gyms you know like look to camera like everything was very understated so with what you're saying it got even more where if you were coming in with a lot of you know wacky energy unless that was the spot it was like stop it please stop Because I remember, you know, taking classes years ago and everybody would say, you know, they can always bring you down, you know, take, you know, take it to a 12 and they can always bring you to an eight and stuff. But yeah, yeah. I I mean, I always usually got the kind of funny, wacky ones when I was cast (laughs) out, you know, um, Mm -hmm. no, you know, that's not a surprise to anybody, but yeah, I I think think also like bring it to a 12, like there's a there's somebody who needs validation like that's a different 12 you know what i mean yes, so like they're coming yes. in like i'm funny i'm funny i'm funny rather than coming in like i'm full at a 12 and then it's like oh maybe it's a little too full uh, which is or, obviously or, or like what you guys were just saying like the character 12 like yes. hey i'm so excited to sell you this toyota or whatever versus <laughs> yeah. like i can't sell you i mean it is <laughs> boy but it just takes practice and doing it over and over and over Mm-hmm. Yeah, those 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 reps are so important. I mean, you know, obviously you it's funny you you just a couple things like, you know, talking about casting, talking about acting, talking about creating projects. I, I, I've become such a big fan of like, and uh, Corbin knows I've been talking about this, you know, class consistency of just doing stuff consistently, whatever that is. I think that's such a great way, especially if you're, you want to be checking in, but like that consistency of doing it and doing it over and over and over again, because I always think about this with like projects, the same stuff that like, you know, someone like a group like Lonely Island who has an SNL was doing when it was just the three of them is the same thing they're doing when they have a million dollar budget on, on Saturday Night Live and then their movies and stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's the same thing, but they got all those reps with like no money just because they were doing it. And I always think that's so important for, you know, auditions, for sides, for project. You know what I mean? The, the yeah, consistency absolutely. of the reps. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you, ju- you ju- it is keeping your foot on the pedal, mm-hmm. period. And staying, you know, keeping your muscles flexed and doing it over and over and over again. And I, I mean, I, I even remember when we were casting, we would just practice. Like mm-hmm. we'd go in the room and just practice like on our lunch break. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and I, I, I thought that was a great work just to get used to even being under those lights and mm-hmm. at the time yep. and it, like owning it. And then it's, you know, after your hundredth time, you're like, oh yeah, hey, what's up? Versus, <laughs> versus you know, yeah. Yeah. Stephanie, let me ask you, if someone is living somewhere outside of New York and LA and they're like going to move to like LA or New York, what do you think like a, like a first couple steps? Like what advice would you say, you know, get into an improv class or get a commercial agent? Like what, how would you, what would you say to them? You know, if they're like, uh, I'm, yeah. I mean, building your, and I know 
Jenna talked about this last week, but building mm-hmm. your community. And I think you're only going to build your community in, in classes and, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, collecting those phone numbers and email addresses and suggesting getting together in the early days of Groundlings. Like when I was first taking classes, that's we, even though classes were like Tuesday, Thursday or whatever, we would deep nerd our improv and practice on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And I remember us getting together. And then from that, um, one of the girls in the group, um, she was like, hey, I have a show. Let's do the show. And we did. We mounted a show basically because we were gelling so well in those Sunday, um, you know, practice sessions, like Sunday mornings. And, you know, but you build your community that way. And I love um, when you find people that are more geeked out on the thing than you are, that's always really cool mm-hmm. to find. Does that make sense? Like you're excited about something new, like you're excited about improv, and then you meet someone who's like, I wanna practice every day. And you're like, I was thinking five days, but you're thinking seven, okay. Like yeah, you can, wow. you can um, what's that like, almost like off their tailwind in a sense. Yeah. I mean, you can lead it too, but like there's a there's a, there's an energy, right? Right, Corbin, I hear right. you saying yes. No, Isn't yeah, cool? exactly. Like if you can find somebody who's really interested in what you're doing to like either the same level or more, like it only pushes, or at least it does for me, but also I'm kind of competitive. So like when that happens, I'm like, yeah, let's do seven days. Let's keep going. And like, it's just an exciting world at that point. Yeah. Well, you, be- you find yeah. your tribe and you're like, even if it's one person, you're like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. And yeah. But I, I think it's, it's it, yes. And the cap, <laughs> the cap, I said, button, then I said yes, and. but the, the, yes, and the, the cap sometimes we put on ourselves is really interesting. Mm. Like we cap ourselves. And I think one of the things that I find really interesting about committing yourself to something is that cap could be placed by you and you don't even realize you're capping yourself. You know what I mean? That's where having a mentor, that's where having a teacher, that's where having other people that you really respect and you say, oh, there's a bunch of levels above this that I thought were possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a really cool, uh, um, Stephanie, I don't know if you know this, I I tried out for the G League, the NBA G League, which is the level like below the NBA. Yeah. And I, and I, it was crazy. Like, I mean, I was 15 years older, maybe 20 than every other guy there. Like it was a bunch of young guys, but, but what was cool about it, I found, I made some shots, Stephanie, don't worry. I made <laughs> no, but oh what I, but, I, but, yeah, yeah, but what, <laughs> I really didn't, it was pathetic. No, but what was cool about it? Here's, here's my point. What was exciting, Stephanie? She's like, I don't know. What was exciting about it was my training, I loved training for the tryout. Mm. I really loved that process, which was, you know, people say that, but I really enjoyed it every day getting up and, and being a little bit nervous, a little bit excited, like Corbin said, competitive, mm-hmm. being like, I got to work towards this. And I have not pushed myself like this in a long time. And I think it's it's really fun when we find something acting, a project, you know, athletically to push ourselves and see where we can go. Yes. And I also, yes, yes. And yes. yes, And and, yes. And I think it's uh, important to make those suggestions, like put yourself out there and ask people in your class, like, Hey, do you want to get together and practice again? You know, because I think like, Oh, I, I, you know, I don't want them to think I'm like an acting nerd. It's like, no, no, no. Be the acting nerd. Get, Mm -hmm. do everything you can to, you know, get this group together, be the leader, be the Mm -hmm. leader, do it, do it. And, and you do, you hope you find people who enjoy that pro- and want to be there and are willing to show up on, you know, you know, 9am on a Sunday morning or, you know, and, and, and be there and push you and be open to you pushing them. I, I, yeah. Yeah. But make those suggestions to, you know, start that, mm-hmm. get that ball rolling. 
Yeah, I remember one of the one of the first classes I took out here was a Leslie Kahn class, and like yes. she like requires you to like Ooh. I don't know what it was like every day for like three hours or two hours, and you're like I can't, it's impossible, you know. But then you do it somehow. You like schedule it with your. It, it's it's kind of crazy. You're like I don't think this is possible, and they're like, well, that's that's the rule, and so you're like, all right, let's let's try to do it. Let's make it make it happen, right? You didn't want to face the wrath of Khan. Like it was, <laughs> yeah, it, <you> yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, because I, I, I took some of Leslie's classes um, yeah. and uh, with some of her teaching colleagues and, yeah. oh man, you did not miss a rehearsal. Yeah, you did. Oh, heck no. You were yeah. like cooked. Yeah. I, and you know what? And I, I, I look back and I go, yep, she's right. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's, I'm still friends. In fact, two people, two of the actors who I met at Leslie Khan Studios in LA were in one of my last projects. Wow, I love that. Yeah, I love that. So that's your that's your community. You're building your community. Mm. Yep, yep. But one of the actresses from my class, Stephanie, her son is at my son's school, so I see her um, all the time, and she's a good friend of mine. Her last name is Schnipper, and so in class I used to go Schnips, and she'd go. <laughs> rubes and we would laugh and we would do that and even though her last name has changed i still call her that so you're you're right stephanie it's interesting i i, I kind of hadn't thought about that there's it's cool the, those bonds you forge with people and sometimes they're personal and sometimes they're artistic and you know those are the people you're finding that you want to collaborate with more and more hopefully right yeah yeah, suggest why don't you come over for you know you know to your group like drinks or coffee yeah. or whatever that is but yeah. put keep putting yourself out there yeah and because the people that are meant to be in your life will be the ones who like yes and you and mm -hmm. beyond just the you know the stage oh but. god i'm so poetic you are <laughs> oh my god cut I'm that so clip good. out corbin cut that clip <laughs> out that's, that's, right there. that's perfect that's right there that's going on our youtube shorts which we've never posted um I want to get to uh, Corbin uh, the the one of our favorite parts of the show here at the end, which is your, your best, best bad, bad acting. acting. <laughs> now, Stephanie, this is a quote. We're going to put it in the chat. I, I guarantee you don't know it because this is from an old ass movie. So, but it's a fun quote. That's why we wanted to give it to you. So, this um, I don't know, Corbin. Did you put on here what it's? It's the uh, the awful truth. Okay, it's from the um, an old movie called The Awful Truth. Okay, but it, the point with this is. Uh, and I know you listen to Jenna's, but to have fun with it, you can give it an accent, you can be playful. Um, we don't even really even know the context, but the point is just to have fun with acting and we might give you a redirect just to see kind of where it goes. So just, just, just whatever you're feeling. Better get a redirect. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. God, that's why I'm here. Yep. Um, all right. I don't want to be rude, but may I have a drink? I had three or four before I got here. <laughs> but they're beginning to wear. Oh, they're beginning to wear off, and you know how that is. Oh my god! <laughs> the, the British accent was there, and then it just flew it's away. Like, out the window. It flew away. This quote's so uh, weird. It's so I weird. It. But I love it. I yeah. love it. Um, I was waiting for what was the word used at the beginning that you were enjoying, Stephanie? What was the golly um, British word? You Go uh, golly. Golly. golly, yes. Yeah. Golly. Um, Corbin, do you have a a, a redirect? I do. Order? I want to okay. see you flirting with the cameraman. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, like oh yeah. She kicked right into it. I, I was going to mention his name. No. But... <laughs> uh -huh. yeah. Oh, I, I don't want to be rude, but may I have a drink? Oh, God, there's the golly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, golly. Uh, All right, take three. Okay. Take <clears throat> oh, I don't want to be rude, but may I have a drink? I, I had three or four before I got here, but, you know, 
they're beginning to wear off. And you know how that is. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. Good. That was great. Ooh. Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, come uh, on. Another, 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 another direction. Okay. Oh. I've got one for you. Okay. So, um, you moved from LA to New York. So I want, I want to see what is the, uh, the De Niro New York attitude if you're doing this Ooh, one. Yes. Yeah. You know, right. yeah. Oh, there it is. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't want to be rude. May I have another drink? Because I, you know, I had three or four before I got here, and the beginning to wear off. And you know how the fuck that is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I improv. I yes, you did. So amazing. Amazing. No, right. amazing. Nineteen thirty-seven movies. They never said the oh. but I love it. It works. It works in black and white. It works. Stephanie, that was awesome. That was great. Stephanie, this has been amazing. I, I yes, love. I love. I love. Um, uh, all your thoughts on creating content. I think it's Great. great you know, and, and, and the journey you've been on and continue to be on. And I love that you're creating projects and writing and working with people. I think it's such a, such a great, great place to be. And, you know, um, I was thinking you'd be a great guest on the show, which you were, because I remember just you and your energy. And even though we haven't talked in a while, I was like, I was telling Carl, I was like, Stephanie's going to be awesome. Like, I just know, I remember your energy, really. That's what mm -hmm. I remember, like, about working with you. And I just thought you'd be great. And so, Thank you for being here and taking the time. Yeah. We really appreciate well, it. Thanks to the both of you for for this podcast. It's incredible and it's inspiring. And and artists, we need that because mm -hmm. we have to remember we, you know, we have to be our own coach and we have to be our own cheerleader. But this definitely helps to have have you guys on the sideline mm -hmm. doing both for us. So <laughs> thank you. Thank yeah. you, Stephanie. We we appreciate that. And and you know, yeah, we try to uh uh be supportive and positive. And, you know, even though sometimes the reality can be, can be challenging, it's like, no, 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 there's, there's great people out there that you want to work with. There's work to be had, you know, you gotta, you gotta stay, stay on it. So th thank you for, for saying that we really appreciate it. So yeah. Thank you guys. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here. We really appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, thanks for coming by. Thanks. Steph. Thanks. Thanks you both. Bye. All right. Thank you for listening to the Moon and Spotlight podcast.